0: Hey everybody, welcome back to HC Medium Talk. A few days ago in a Zoom staff meeting, someone shared what I thought was a really helpful quote. They said, we're all in the same storm, but we're not all in the same boat. This quote reminded me that our experience of this COVID-19 storm is impacted by a whole bunch of different factors, including our mental and emotional wellness. So this morning we have a special guest, Kristen Travers, with us. Kristen is going to be discussing mental and emotional wellness, as well as sharing five strategies for managing anxiety during COVID-19. She's got a really terrific list for students and a whole other list for parents as well. It was such a gift to have Kristen on the show. I think you're really going to like it
1: comes to social media, I'll click in and I will see these amazing art projects that
0: a mom friend of mine
1: did. And here I am laying in bed eating jelly beans and that's all I can do. (laughs) So I think that just acknowledging that the same grace you share with others needs to be the same grace that you adopt for you.
0: So Kristen, what exactly is your role at Holland Christian?
1: Yeah, I am new to this role this year. This is a new role that was created in an effort to address the fact that mental health is a big and a real thing for our students. Hmm. So I am the seventh grade through 12th grade school social worker, and I work very closely with our counseling staff when it comes to supporting students who have maybe an extra layer of needs, whether it be family needs, mental health needs, social emotional needs, anything that students might need in addition to the support that they're already getting from their wonderful teachers and their counselors too.
0: So you and I talked before about the word anxiety and how it's kind of a buzzword these days and can mean, depending on how it's being used, can mean a whole host of different things. Are you able to tell us what exactly does that word mean and does it mean the same thing for all people or not so much?
1: Right. That's such a good question because we do hear students say, oh, my anxiety is so high today, but they might not mean that they have an anxiety disorder, right? So I like to think of it as far as lowercase lowercase. A, anxiety, and uppercase A, anxiety, when it comes to anxiety disorders being the uppercase. So kind of normal lowercase anxiety would be just a normal reaction to something that's stressful or difficult, or maybe something that can be impacted if there's something specifically stressful or toxic in their lives. And it can typically be lessened by relaxation or different coping strategies Whereas if we think about like an anxiety disorder, which could be, there's five of them, right? Generalized anxiety, obsessive compulsive disorder, panic disorder, PTSD, and social phobia. So those are capital A anxiety disorders, and those can often come out of nowhere and they can last weeks or months, and they really interfere with day-to-day life. So that's kind of the difference between those two.
0: I'm learning already. I did not realize there are five types of anxiety. So, okay, so if I have a test coming up today, I'm going to be anxious, but that's different from someone who's got a chronic uh, experience of anxiety. You got it. Okay, in this weird, strange season of COVID-19, that word anxiety has come up quite a bit in conversations I've had with students. So what we're hoping to do, Kristen, is to offer for students in an effort just to say, hey, we want to support you any way we can. Um, You've come up with a few strategies for managing anxiety.
1: You got it. Yeah. So before I jump into these, just to acknowledge most of these strategies will be helpful for those who have lowercase anxiety and uppercase anxiety disorders, right? Um, but just acknowledging that those who are in the anxiety disorders category may need additional help to the strategies that we'll talk about. Uh, just wanted to address that, right? These are not super helpful. Yeah, important. To big anxiety disorders necessarily, though they can help with coping.
0: And I think I think even in when it comes to talking with students, that's some of my fear in addressing things is I, I never really quite, I don't want to give the impression that, hey, just do this and you'll be all better, when yes. for many students, it's something a lot bigger than that, yeah. though some of those suggestions might be helpful for a number of students. And so it's always kind of a, a weird gray area for me. So that distinction is really helpful off the bat. Kristen, thank you.
1: Yeah, we're painting with broad strokes when we're giving mm-hmm. advice sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. So if I think about things with these broad strokes that I would recommend for adults and teenagers, even like my 7th graders through tw- through 12th graders as well. My first thing that I ask people when it, they talk about their anxiety when it comes to COVID-19 is how much are you reading and listening to and watching when it comes to news and social media?
0: Mm.
1: We are inundated with opinions of others, facts, or maybe Not so facts in our our lives. So I'd like for people to check how much are you ingesting when it comes to the stressful situation, because if we are reading too much, our lives can be consumed. So I really encourage people to give themselves either one or two news sources and stick to those. Don't read outside of that. Just stick to what you what you trust or give yourself a time limit. I'll read 20 minutes of a day of what's going on in the world when it comes to COVID-19, and then I'm closing my computer and taking care of myself. Hmm. So that's one that I like to start off right in the back is balance what you're intaking from the stressful news stories and from our world.
0: You know, Kristen, I just was listening to a podcast with the uh, one of the founders of Vox Media, hmm. and he was talking about one of the challenges he faces kind of in an ethical sphere was, you know, you used to subscribe to a newspaper, say, and you are already kind of bought into a particular voice. And so there's not as much of a need to sensationalize or to use these big, vivid, catchy, and often scary words Mm -hmm. because you're reading and you're already subscribed. But nowadays, you know, for me, I just swipe left and there's my um, Apple News. And it's oftentimes the trending stories that are the first to be shown. And so this guy from Vox talked about there's this pressure. Regardless of what you're reporting on, you've got to make it something either really interesting or scary or terrifying. And and there's a pressure to that in the world of media, but then there's also a fallout for high schoolers reading, <laughs> you know, hearing these stories and, and flipping through social media. It's just messy.
1: It is. It's messy when one end of our world is focused on how many clicks they get. And then the other side is we just need to take care of ourselves and be well Mm. through all of this.
0: Kristen, that is such helpful advice already. What do you have for number two?
1: Sure. I think just taking care of your body is really important. Um, When it comes to things just as simple as try to eat as healthy as you can, eat well-balanced meals, try to get enough sleep. I know that there's temptation for students because they don't have to wake up at six in the morning to get Mm. to class to stay up later. But just to make sure you're looking at the clock and going to bed at a reasonable time will help your mental wellness. And also kind of more intentional things that you might do would be maybe practicing some deep breathing exercises. If you go to YouTube, there are tons of different breathing things that you can follow. Maybe try yoga. Maybe that's something you've never tried before. That's a great way of caring for your mind and body. And one of my personal favorites that I practice is something called progressive muscle relaxation. So again, if you go to YouTube and search PMR or progressive muscle relaxation, it's like a guided relaxation where you tense your muscles and you relax your muscles. And it's amazing just by being mindful of your body and that tightening and releasing, it really can calm your spirit, especially when you're feeling your anxiety heightened. So I think just hearing... Hmm. Caring for your body is a really important thing to do.
0: It's amazing how impactful breathing can be. Just being conscious of how I'm breathing or even my posture when I'm breathing. It's
1: powerful. And it's amazing that our bodies do that naturally when we don't think about it. But when we take a minute to acknowledge that breath in and out of our lungs that's really soothing and really great. I'm glad hmm. you found that too.
0: And as a Christian too, I love it because the, the spirit of God is just, you know, there's that word ruach in Hebrew, mm-hmm. that spirit and also breath. And in Genesis, one of those early Genesis stories where God breathes into human beings yes. and gives them their life. It's where we're animated by the breath of God. And so for me, there's there's also a cool awareness of God's presence when I breathe, mm-hmm.
1: Yes, there's a song right now that I'm in love with And one of the lyrics is it's our, it's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise. Mm, I know mm-hmm. that song. And when you sing it, it, they almost have you breathe while you sing it, or at least when you listen to the soundtrack. And it is so beautiful, even to think that breathing can be a form of worship.
0: Yeah, yeah. Amen. Amen. Does moving, going for a walk, getting outside have to do with that second suggestion?
1: Absolutely. Sometimes we think of exercise as working out. And I don't Mm. think that's what exercise has to be. That's great if you do. But I think a walk around the block, that to me, I count that as exercise. That's moving your body. That's getting your blood circulating. It's getting your mind off of what you're fixating on and more towards the activity that you're engaged in. So absolutely, Hmm. seven minute walk around the block just to clear your head and move a little bit. I love it. That's a great suggestion.
0: Awesome. Hey, those are two good ones already, Kristen. How about what's your third suggestion you have for us?
1: Yeah, number three would just be to take time to unwind and try something that you maybe haven't tried, but always have wanted to, or just something that you know you really enjoy. So we have extra time during this COVID pandemic, right? None of us are at school or many of us are not going to work. So taking advantage of this extra time and and just finding a way to unwind and to build a skill, maybe that you wanted to, is just a great way to move your mind from stress and anxiety and more towards building and growing. For me, I social work, right? I'm a social person. So finding ways like decorating a friend's driveway for their dog's birthday mm, yeah. or, you know, just like thinking outside of yourself and showing love and, and intention to those in our lives that I would not have had time to decorate my friend's driveway to celebrate their dog's birthday if I were at work. Yes, So really embracing that. I talked to a student earlier today who – has been pushing his car around his neighborhood while his mom steers as a form of exercise and humor and a way (laughs) to pass the time. So I love that. I love these creative, out-of-the-box things that we would not be doing, but we are still... moving out of our comfort zones and trying something new, which is great.
0: Yeah. And the the whole relationship with time is different in these mm-hmm. s- past several weeks. I found myself coloring with my daughters. And before, I probably would have felt guilty or thought, you know, oh, I'm just wasting time, I should be doing something productive. But something like just coloring, yeah. it's been it's been refreshing, in a sense.
1: Absolutely. And there's something soothing about coloring, too. It's it's a black and white thing. So it's a white sheet of paper. And then by the time you, you're finished, it's beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. There's something satisfying about coloring because you can see what you did.
0: Yeah, really yeah, for sure. I love
1: that.
0: We're all going to return to school with a bunch of new skills we can all share <laughs> with each other. I, I hope to be a, a pianist and just be a phenomenal <laughs> piano player. Hold me accountable to that if you would, please. Yes,
1: I will make sure you play for chapel one of these yeah. days. <laughs> Um, something else our family has been doing is our girls are each picking, we have four daughters, um, one of which is not old enough to do this yet. So our three olders, our, are all choosing a meal and they help me menu plan and then they help prepare it. So Mm -hmm. they get to pick what we eat, but they also are practicing these skills. So something new that normally during a work week, I might quick throws together something easy without taking the time or intention. So. Another thing that we've oh
0: I love that that's so great it's fun. So number one, what are you taking in? How much media are you exposing yourself to? Number two, taking care of your body. Number three, taking time to unwind. What do you have for number four, Kristen?
1: I kind of alluded to number four in the last one. I jumped ahead, but just connection with others is really important. Mm. So Zoom calls has been something new to me. I'd never heard of Zoom until this COVID-19 pandemic started, but it has been a way that we've been connecting with family, with friends, with teachers, for my girls. So that's been a really good way of connection. So just make sure you have people in your life that you trust to talk about Mm. your concerns and how you're feeling. I think knowing that there are people in your life that you can say, I'm having a really stressful day, or my emotions were everywhere today that connection, despite whether we can see that person in person or not, is really important to maintain.
0: Hmm. That's been so important for my wife and I, just when you're together with anyone for that long of time, you can kind of get on each other's nerves. And so just to be able to have, I think it was yesterday, she did a Zoom call with a group of girlfriends, and she was just so refreshed coming downstairs afterward, just being able to vent about how annoying her husband has been, and just <laughs> you know, just just being in a different group and having those social connections, it's been really really important.
1: We and I know you have young kids like we do. We've even said with some friends before, this is we could do this despite when social distancing is lifted because it's cheaper yeah, than a yeah. babysitter. So at night after our kids are in bed we could do this and still connect even on those weekend nights when we could meet if we wanted to. So it's
0: been a fun
1: realization.
0: Awesome. Number five, what do you have for number five?
1: Yeah. So my last one is just to give yourself grace. Again, when it comes to social media, I'll click in and I will see these amazing art projects that a mom friend of mine did or, um, and here I am laying in bed eating jelly beans and that's all I can do that <laughs> day. So I think that just acknowledging that there will be days where I feel like I'm on my game and then mm. I'll fall into a day where my emotions are everywhere and I'm struggling. And just acknowledging that where you're at is okay. Mm. And you don't want to get stuck in that in that tough spot and that's when we need to start seeking more help. But if you have a tough day or if you're not accomplishing everything on your to-do list, you're accomplishing what you can. So I think just the idea of grace has been a theme for me and my family during this as well. We know that teachers are giving us grace when we forget to take pictures of our homework and send it in. And we know that teachers are are, are working so hard and we're giving them grace if there's a technical difficulty or you know, lots of different ways we're giving each other grace. So apply that to yourself as well. Hmm. I think that's really important.
0: There's a really sad irony to me, Kristen, in that though God is famous for grace, that's one of the first words that come to mind when people talk about the Bible and the God of the Bible. I often will take, if I'm experiencing anxiety, I will so quickly interpret that to be God's displeasure Mm. that I'm not measuring up, that look what so and so is doing, you haven't done anything. Right. And so it's so, it, it's just almost diabolical that I can give grace and I can receive grace from say a colleague or my boss, but God is often the last one I imagine just eager mm-hmm. to to give grace to his children.
1: Yes, that is so beautiful and such a, a way that we can feel connected to him, right? Mm. I think too, I picture, I listen to myself talk to myself sometimes even, right? Or I'll listen to mm-hmm. students yeah. talk Do some self-talk, even though they're really speaking to themselves about themselves, right? And sometimes I'll stop people and I'll say, put yourself at a coffee shop across the table from yourself.
0: Yeah, right, right.
1: If you were talking to a friend, would you say that to her or to Mm. him? Then you cannot say that to yourself because the same grace you share with others needs to be the same grace that you adopt for you.
0: Mm, mm -hmm. So,
1: yeah, we are the last ones to extend ourselves grace right?
0: Yeah, that's so true. And that it's for me, it's, it's having to confront these deeply rooted ideas I have about God. Uh, because of course, we all, you know, especially if you're part of some sort of Christian culture, we, we, you'd all say or acknowledge that, oh, God is love or God is grace. But deep down, do I really believe? And is that the image I have rooted in my soul of a God who's just abundantly gracious. Um, for me, it was it was my relationship with my grandparents that originally kind of caused me to to re-examine the pictures I had in my head of of who God is, because I, they wanted me around as a as a young man. We were neighbors and they they were happy when I'd come over. Mm-hmm. And my grandma would always be saying things similar to what you just said about, you know, give yourself a break or and, and all of a sudden it was like, wait a minute, is God less gracious than my grandparents? Mm. No, like, of course not.
1: Yeah. Wow. Amen. That is beautiful. And so, so true. I love that.
0: So Kristen, that those five suggestions for managing anxiety are so, so helpful. I find them helpful even just as we're discussing them. Uh, a big audience for this podcast is parents and grandparents as well, So I'm just curious, are you able to give us some insights for parents? They're, they're in a new role too in this season. What would you say to them?
1: Absolutely a new role. This is uncharted territory for many of us, right? So my first thing would just be to pay attention to your kid. Notice changes that they might have. Younger children especially have all the feelings that we do, but just not always the words or the coping strategies Mm -hmm. to manage them. So maybe it's excessive crying or irritation, maybe it's returning to behaviors that they had outgrown before, or unhealthy eating, sleep, eating or sleeping habits, different things that you're like, hmm, I don't remember that happening before. Just be in tune to how your kids might be expressing their feelings because it may not be the way that you would. And then The next step to that, my second recommendation would just be to talk to your child about what's going on. Kids are hearing about the yucky germs and the sickness and COVID. I think earlier before we started recording, you were saying something that your daughter says about the coronavirus, right? (laughs) Yep. Yep. (laughs) So good. So kids are hearing snippets of our conversations and they're in making interpretations or yes. creating their own understanding of what's happening. So just by answering their questions, sharing facts about what COVID-19 is in a way that they can understand is really important. Not addressing it with kids causes them to have to find their own answers. So giving them the facts is a really important thing to
0: do. Hmm. You know, that's happened to me before where I finally connect with with one of my kids at the end of the day and I realize that something's been bothering bothering them. And it's just a really a simple misunderstanding from something that had been said from mom or dad earlier in the day. And I just think, oh yeah, I often avoid those conversations because I think, oh, why bother my my kids with with these adult things? And yet, like you say, they're they're part of this household. And so just to sit down and to explain something in a way that they can understand is often a better option than just leaving it unaddressed.
1: Absolutely. And you can fumble through it and you can share. I don't have all the answers and that's okay. Kids love hearing that you don't know everything. So I think my third thing I would encourage parents to do too is encourage your kids to practice gratitude every day Mm. and also encourage them to share their fears, frustrations, and talk about the things that they miss. We can often be focused on wanting our kids to find the silver lining or stay positive, but sometimes that dismisses the feelings that they're feeling underlying, right? Mm. So We have a practice at our house where we do share our things of gratitude because the practice of gratitude is powerful. And as a person of faith, really important to acknowledge how God has blessed us each and every day through the big and the small things. And also, right, this is the yes and. Hmm. We can also be afraid and feel really sad and be grieving things that we're missing. So I think what we can do as parents is say, Yes, this is hard and scary. And there are so many things for us to be grateful for.
0: Hmm. I think the Psalms are such wonderful models of that because they're certainly not just all happy, clappy cliches. They get really dark and and the Psalmists are really honest and vulnerable, but there's often a thread of trust as well and a a, a thread of gratitude and gratefulness for who God has been. I think just doing one or the other can be really dangerous and having them both together can be a powerful picture of what it means to to trust Jesus and what it means to to know this God who we're in relationship with.
1: Yes, I've never thought of that, but that's so true. The Psalms are the perfect example of a yes and, hmm. um, of pain and fear and rejoicing and praising God. That's
0: amazing. I know a lot of families do like a happy and a crappy around the, the <laughs> yes. dinner dinner table, you know, so highlighting and it. Yeah, yep, yep. yep. <laughs> you got it.
1: Yep. And acknowledging both and that you can experience both at the same time. Mm. It's really good. Love that. So I think just to jump to my fourth recommendation for parents, this is similar to what I had shared as a recommendation for adults. And that is just to limit your family's exposure to news coverage and of social mm. media. So kids may hear little snippets, of things here and there through the news, just like what I was saying earlier about our conversations. So limit your exposure to the news, talk about it with them still, but maybe turn the news off after a while. It doesn't need to be running in the background all the time. So help your kids, A, acknowledge what's going on in our world, talk about the realities of that, but also turn it off and allow for yourselves to use this time to build as a family to engage in a board game instead of scrolling through your phone Mm, and reading the the newest numbers of the day. All right. So I think just my fifth recommendation to parents I would make would be to try to facilitate connection for them. If I look at my life, I have my phone where I can text my friends or we have this great Marco Polo app that I connect with people on and I can check my social media or I can Zoom call with friends after my kids go to bed. But our younger ones don't have these immediate accesses to the outside world like we as adults do. So my four-year-old has Mrs. Grassmid for preschool and they just started last week. She's so great. Just started last week doing Zoom calls and it is the funniest thing Hmm. to watch ever, (laughs) but all week, each day, she'll ask me, when is my Zoom call? When is my Zoom call?
0: Oh yes. And
1: it's because that is a window outside of these four walls that we are staying in right now. So while well, for me, I have little little windows each day throughout the day that I can and I can reach outward to people in my life who are not quarantined with, but that's not as regular for our younger kids. So Things that we have been doing and that I would recommend to parents is just getting creative, whether it's having a neighbor friend on the other side of the street kicking a ball back and forth with um, and keeping that street length distance apart, if you don't live on too busy of a street, I guess. <laughs> um, or if another friend has the game, guess who? That's a really easy one to play over Zoom. Oh, so yeah. Just little things that can allow for your younger kids to feel like they're connected. It's important to us as adults. And it's also important to our kids.
0: David Mustard was telling me about how his sons were playing tic-tac-toe with a the neighbor. They have a big board drawn in the middle of the street. And then one person runs out and puts a piece down and then runs back to their house. And then the next person comes out and puts down their piece. And that's awesome. Just kind of sweet, sweet ways to connect in this unique time for sure.
1: I love That's a great idea. I love that. So <laughs> cute. We yeah, have to be creative, awesome. but we know we as humans are created for connection. So finding so ways true. around this is, is really helpful to those little ones for sure.
0: So Kristen, are there any places where you could point us if people are want to learn more or maybe look into how to stay mentally and emotionally healthy in this really strange time? Is there any anywhere you'd, you'd point us?
1: Yeah, well, something exciting that I would love to share, actually, is that the amazing Justin and I, with the help of our counseling staff, are in the midst of building a wellness page that parents and students can access on our Holland Christian website. So
0: excellent.
1: I'm so excited. It will be broken down by age group from elementary school, middle school, and high school, so the resources will be age-appropriate for whatever age your child is in or you are in if students are listening. And it's just a page of activities that you can do for your own social, emotional wellness and resources that maybe you're feeling like, hey, I'm really struggling here. So some additional reading or ways to get help if you need help, those will all be listed on this page that we are currently working on getting out to everyone.
0: You know, what a terrific idea, specifically for this time, but also moving forward, I think that's just such a staple for our school to have that, to be able to say, look, though it's been a reality, it's not something that's often talked about. And so just to be able to have it on the school's web page, to be able to have resources and have it be part of the conversation is so important.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited for that to be something readily available for our families. I, I think that'll be great.
0: Kristen, you've been such an asset to our team at school. And this, I think, is going to be such a terrific resource as people are navigating virtual learning and just doing life a little differently in this strange season. So I'm really grateful to you for coming on the show.
1: Well, thank you so much. It's been a blessing to be able to talk about this and just want to encourage our families and our students, too. If you need to reach out to your counselor or to me or whoever you need to, your teachers who you trust, there's help readily available, even if we're not together in person.
0: Hmm. Yes, very true. Yep. And I know just as a member of the staff, uh, we just had a meeting this morning where we prayed for students. That is the priority on our heart is caring for and being good stewards of our students, their mental, emotional, spiritual health in this season. That's that's really what we're here for. you got it. Hey, thank you so much, Kristen. Have a wonderful rest of your day.
1: Thanks so much. You too
0: just wanted to let you know that the wellness page Kristen talked about in the episode is officially up and running on the Holland Christian website. If you go to the homepage and see COVID-19 updates, go ahead and give it a click and you'll see wellness resources right at the top. It's really cool and worth checking out.